0: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
1: All right, show to Cameron, John Ritchie. It is 94 WIP. This segment right now is sponsored by Comcast Business Complete connectivity coming up at twelve fifteen, in just about 15 minutes the Nick Sirianni interview this morning with uh, Angela you'll hear it in its entirety coming up again in about 15 minutes plus Ross Tucker joins us at twelve forty-five. a lot of conversation today uh, centered around the awful situation with the uh, Bills Bengals game last night and DeMar Hamlin and obviously some Eagles talk as well and we welcome into the show as she is every Tuesday with us For two
2: hours, Rhea Hughes. How you doing, Rhea? Good afternoon, guys. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to you both.
1: So right from all the pleasantries (laughs) to the brutalness of the situation, um, it's been a hard day to joke around, as I'm sure you can imagine. I know you guys had it this morning as well. Um, What's your reaction, Rhea? I mean, the the DeMar Hamlin thing, what's your reaction?
2: So I I have decided to go to sleep early last night because I'd been off on vacation for a week, and you guys will know the hours soon that you have. So I went to bed probably right at 8. But I have a bad habit of waking up in the middle of the night and grabbing my phone. So I want to say it was around 145, 150. I grabbed my phone to to look at it, and I couldn't go back to sleep. Yeah. You know, once you see that, uh, it's, you know, because at that point, it, you know, there was no news on him. Just that, you know, he was sedated and, and in critical condition. And. And it made me think back to the Eagles game on Sunday because I was in the stadium when Josh Schwett got injured mm-hmm. i John, I have never been in that stadium since it's been built and heard seventy thousand people be quiet Wow I mean, it was just because you didn't see his legs move, you know a lot of times when the guys go down, you see legs you know yeah. I mean all of us are staring at that, no one could see it and uh so it just you know kind of brought me back like but that had to be. 500 times worse if you're in the stands, if you're sidelines, you're players. You got kids at the game. I mean, I just can't even imagine what that was like. Well, clearly,
1: and one of the things visually, watching it on ESPN, and John, I'm sure this struck you, that made it such a heightened thing for us as audience members of ESPN at that point, was seeing the reaction of the players mm-hmm. who were right up on the situation. Yeah, Their reaction is what triggered They've seen a lot. Yeah.
3: I mean, they, up close. Right. You, you've seen guys get hurt, and you've seen pretty much every variety of everything, and this was a different thing, and it was a lot more urgent. It was a lot scarier, and, and it was the, just, and the way the, way the, the, the paramedics were, were moving uh, with such urgency, and, and the way, man, it was just different. Well, I'll say this, uh, two, stuff, two, guys that,
1: yeah, two guys that um, probably feel very lucky today, considering their injuries on Sunday, one sweat, as you said, yeah. Rhea. The other's got to be Foles. I mean, if you're Nick Foles and you're lying on that ground. No, no, I, James, do we have an update on Foles yet? I mean, there's still, it doesn't seem to be. He's
2: not playing this week. It doesn't seem like it's that serious. It, it bruised ribs was what I saw.
1: Well, that's good. is the I other mean...
2: guy stopped celebrating? That, Boy, that... that was bad. <laughs> it's not, it that was not. That was bad. That was pretty weak. Well, a very
1: sad situation, yeah. and obviously we hope for the best for DeMar Hamlin. I mean, the scheduling-wise, Ree, we covered this earlier, but curious, what do you think the league does?
2: It's – I have no idea, and I thought about that. and you know, I, you know, I'm not a Skip Bayless fan at all, but I think we all immediately thought that. Like, when are they going to reschedule us? None of us took to Twitter and expressed that Yeah, that was, well, he was a bozo. For, yeah, it yeah, it was that total was, bozo. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, I don't know, Wednesday, Thursday? But I, I, I will tell you this – I remember when the eagle, and this is for a completely different. Reason, it was a snowstorm when the Eagles game got rescheduled to a Tuesday when Dick sure. was here. Yeah, the Joe Webb game. The Joe Webb yeah. game. We will. None of us will forget Joe Webb's name. <laughs> wow. I remember walking into that stadium because I wound up going in with friends. I wasn't do. I we changed away on the pregame because i had been doing the pregame at that point, and I walked in with friends, and it was not the vibe that you had for a game. So that changes things. Yeah. It changes things for your home field, which obviously you've got. The Bengals fans who, you know, have a great yeah. team. Uh, and by the way, how classy Joe Burrow and great. and Josh Allen. Like, I got choked up watching that this yeah. morning, uh, the two of them. I don't think you can wait till when, till Thursday.
1: Well, I mean, you can't play. Look, I don't think they're going to play tomorrow night. So I think Thursday is the first option. Wow. I, I'll say again what I said to John earlier. I, I think something to strongly consider is pushing the NFL playoffs back an entire week, eliminating the bye week before the Super Bowl playing all the games this Sunday is scheduled, and then playing the Bills and the and the Bengals game uh, two Sundays from now. And I, I, the, and, and the elimi- wild-card yeah. wild round is pushed back a week.
2: They did eliminate the bye once before, well, correct? They,
1: they used to, first of all, yeah. they used to not have a bye. So, I mean, you can not have a bye. Yeah. So it's not impossible. No. And September 11th, you know, was, was – I was, think that's when yeah, – yeah, yeah. So, you know. All right, let's go to the phones. 215-592-9494. Coming up shortly, the uh, Sirianni interview. With Angela from this morning. Let's talk to Ted right now. Hi, Ted.
4: Yo, yeah.
1: Ted, what's hey, going yeah, on? This
4: is what's up, Ted, buddy? Northeast. Hi, Ted. Hey, I uh, own a horse farm, and like in 1995, I got kicked square in the chest. Mm. And when I woke up, I was, my mouth was full of manure. I had bitten a big chunk out of the back of my tongue, and my limbs were all twitching. And But I got up, and I worked that day, and I was doing a roof job on the barn, but my nerves were shot. And a friend of mine uh, is the uh, emergency room doctor at Christiana Hospital, and he heard about it. He said, "You got to come in."
1: Were you by so your Were can, you by
4: yourself? I was by myself, and he said I had a twenty percent chance of uh, surviving that kick. Wow! Wow! Yeah! Yeah! Yep! Yeah.
2: You yeah, had I to have been up. by yourself. Anybody else would have drugged you to the emergency room yeah. <laughs> with yeah. with yeah. all now that I going was, on. know, I
4: worked that day, but that that evening, I. Uh, I went in and got, got checked out by the doc. So I'm all okay. But it was, uh, I'm thinking about that accident last night and it just got me shook up even today. So I'm
1: yep. sure. Well, listen, you're and Ted, appreciate the call. I'm glad obviously your situation worked out. Okay. I mean, John, multiple people have called in now mm-hmm. with their own stories of, you know, force of the chest and, mm-hmm. and the impact it can have. Let's talk to Kevin in Germantown. Hi, Kevin.
5: Hey, how you guys doing? Stop, Kev. That's uh, I'm sorry about the the Hampton situation. I hope he gets well. Uh, I think the humanity piece of it is we all need to just take a look at our health, especially as men. Sometimes we take our health for granted. Here's a young man who was really healthy. Uh, I know he plays a hard sport, but I think think, think we all need to just really take a look at our health. Uh, As far as the Eagles, uh, I think they were in a situation the Eagles made – we may find that they did some really good things because we were going to have to sit our starters two games out of these last three games anyway, even if they had beat Dallas. Well, they we're didn't have to, to but they the
1: would—they they didn't have to, but they would have had the option to choose to if they had clinched the one seed, you know, versus Dallas.
5: Well, to 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 be on the safe side and, and, and try to stay as healthy as you can.
1: Yeah, I
3: believe they would to
5: have. To sit, to to start. So I think it might have worked out for the better for them. Uh, Now they have the urgency and they're going to have to play this weekend with some urgency. And I hope they get back on track because we need to get back on track in order to go into the playoffs with a good good attitude.
1: Well, that's the idea, Kevin. I mean, John, that's what we're hoping for that they can, they can dial back in and get some of these guys back Look, and it, some and, of them are not... a
3: different team. We're in such a different spot and and yeah. and we have uh different lineup on on both sides of the ball. Yeah. I I don't know. I I don't know that it's that easy to just, you know, get back on track. Well, that's it. The... It it you get derailed and then, you know, the great teams, they seem to figure it out this time of year. Think about, you know, Kansas City. It's like every once in a while they kind of they blow one and they Lose to a team they shouldn't lose to, you know, like the Colts or something. Uh, And then they figure it out. Like Andy Reid and company, like they've been here before so many times. They understand this time of year is when you need to be uh, functioning on all cylinders. And they can do it. They're a machine. We are young. I know. We are new. We have all these, you know, loose parts that some are falling off and and some are trying to reattach them. Like it doesn't feel like we're a machine that's I don't know
1: functional. Rhea, where's your day. level of concern compared to three weeks ago?
2: It well, it's amazing. It's thirteen and three, and a lot of us feel like it's panic mode. Yeah. And I'm and I'm right there with you. Just because the thing and and I and it actually dates back to the Bears game. Like I didn't think they played particularly well in that game. The the Dallas game, you know, I I, I think that Dallas game said more about Dallas to me than it did against the Eagles. But the Eagles got lulled by that game, thinking Gardner Minshew was mm-hmm. the second coming of Joe Montana with the game plan they threw out there. So I have, I have a lot of concerns. Yes, the defensive line is fantastic. The back end of that defense is leaking oil bad. Yeah. So I have, I have a lot of concerns. Yeah, you know, and, then, and
3: I wonder, too. We, we, there's no arguing the production, the sack production, from this D-line group. But when I watched the film of that Saints game, there are several sacks that would not have happened against a good quarterback. Like Andy Dalton. Good
1: or mobile? I'm just curious. Because it can be the same.
3: I mean, I I'm just saying like don't run away don't run away. Uh step up right. in the pot. Right. Like you. Yeah. like I mean a quarterback that just does the right well, thing. Well, he was doing
1: the drift thing versus Dallas.
3: It was it was it Andy Dalton was good at times the opening drive in particular but then man the way that he dealt with the pressure oh i'm sorry i'm sorry. you're ridiculous. saying the eagles defensive mm-hmm. sacks yeah. uh, i'm sorry i thought you were saying the sacks No. Yeah, i got gotcha. you i got gotcha. you uh, we were we were good i i think the the fact that we're now like compared comparable to the the 84 85 bears team defensively with the sacks that's that's crazy because they have this, this this I don't know spot in my yeah. my brain that's just like hallowed and and well the heralded. Eagles are, the Eagles aren't that deep. I don't think no. we are anywhere close to no. that no. and and I don't know like I know we're good I don't think we are as good as we the Eagles fans are making us out to be against a quarterback that actually does the right thing. Well, obviously,
1: look, there are some concerns, and Sirianni with Angelo this morning. Let me say this. This segment right now sponsored by Comcast Business, complete connectivity, help your business thrive and stay connected with Comcast Business, complete connectivity solution. One solution for whatever business takes you, for wherever business takes you, Comcast Business, power and possibilities, restrictions apply. Well, Angelo with uh, Sirianni, as he is typically on Mondays, but this week it was a Tuesday, talking about the last game. Also, of course, obviously, talking about the hamlin situation here's sirianni with angelo today
6: hi nick hey angelo how you doing hey nick uh last night i'm not sure you were watching monday night football but i'm pretty sure by now you've heard what happened to demar hamlin uh what's your reaction what are, what are your thoughts this morning
7: yeah just uh man it's yeah you uh it puts everything in perspective that you know you come you come uh back to work and you have a loss that you're really upset about and you're and you're and you're thinking about that and then something like that happens at night and just puts puts everything in perspective of how you know you know it's just this these players put their bodies on the line and um you know i know we got some guys that that know him um and and you know first thought is obviously for the kid that he's okay um and then you want to check on your guys that that know him um and then you start to think a lot of things go through your mind right and you think about uh, josh sweat and how fortunate he is that he was able to get up and um you know and, and be okay um so it, it's just it's tough to watch i think my, my exact words tonight you know is that i was just kind of in shock um because you don't you don't see that very often and uh you don't see that happen in this game very often and uh it's, just, it's a violent sport as we know um but you know just you know just uh and you know, i thought about everything as how how you would lead the team in that matter and and everything. So I mean, just so many things go through your mind there. And uh, at the end of the day, I just hope and pray that that DeMar is okay, and uh, that the people that are close to him are okay, and uh, and that that he'll he'll fight through this and, and and get up from this, and that uh, you know, that that like I said, everybody that that knows him and loves him um, uh, can be comforted at this time.
6: And, and Nick, it was especially haunting for Eagles fans because they had seen what happened to Josh on Sunday, and I'm just wondering. You know, I've had players have already called in today who have said that when you see that, it's difficult to resume playing. Is there a chance that Josh being injured the way he was had an effect on the way your team played Sunday? You know,
7: um, obviously anything like that's going to affect you. Um, what one? You know, when when Josh, you know, we won't ever use that as an excuse though. But when Josh was um, was on the field, you know, you know, Josh was he was itching to get up, you know, he, he, you know, he was, you know, but they have to, Our doctors and our, our medical team have to go through the right precautions. Um, you know, one, one thing that was cool to see on the field is that, you know, Josh was, was laying flat down on his face and Fletch was kind of talk. Fletch was talking to him like, you okay, Josh. And Josh was and him were laughing back and forth. And, and so I, I think for myself and for some of those guys that were out there, we're able to see, you know, Josh moving a little bit and, and Josh, Joking around and talking to Fletch, that that was comforting to to us, and and uh, we were obviously able to relay that to the rest of our team. Um, but I, I wouldn't say that that affected us in a sense that of how we played, and you know we we did
6: that on our own. Well, that's I guess the next thing, Nick. We're all trying to understand the team's worst performance of the season in a game that meant so much, not just in the standings but draft positioning and all that. How do you? I mean, you got a couple of days now since it happened. How do you explain it?
7: Yeah, I would say it's our, our worst offensive performance. I thought special teams uh, did a lot of good things. I thought the defense played a very good game, um, and I think it was our worst offensive performance. And 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 so, but this is a team game, and so you know it's you know when it, when one unit is down, we we all are down. And so, you know, we didn't coach good enough on offense. Uh, we didn't put the guys in position to make enough plays, and and we didn't and we didn't execute. It's always going to come down to that. And uh, you know it's always, but you always got to look at yourself in the mirror first. Obviously, there's going to be calls that we want back. There's going to be little certain situations. Man, I should have put Devonte on the outside edge of the numbers instead of the inside edge of the numbers. I mean, it's a good, it's a good process to be able to drag your. You don't want to have to drag yourself through the mud, but drag yourself through the mud, uh, get dirty with it, get you know, beat yourself up about it because that's how you get better from it. But then move on. Um, move on and have that dog mentality from it, but there was there was just a lot of things that that went wrong right with that, and again, I felt like it started with with us as coaches, not putting them in the right spots um and then we had some uncharacteristic things that we that we did in that game
6: well I want to challenge the the uh, good performance you said the defa- defense had in a second of course, of course you do but but <laughs> but Nick, I want to start with uh uh what happened on offense four three and outs to start a game the, you guys had been. The script against the Giants in that beautiful first drive when you faced them before, mm-hmm. Nick. How does it go from that to four, three and outs in a row? Is yeah, it because Jalen's not there? What do you think it is?
7: No, I, I, you know, obviously, anytime you're missing one of your best players, that that you know, and with him and Lane, I mean, that of course, I mean, they're their best players at their position in the NFL for a reason, and um, that that's always that's always uh, uh, that has some effect, but that doesn't that doesn't mean we, might, you know, that it's that's what which you know that you have four three and outs like that was um really bad uh, on our part like we you know you're behind the sticks and and that's one of the worst things you can do i think on on three of those like one of them we had them at, at third and two actually i'm sorry we had a third and two and a third and three and we didn't convert on those and and we have been converting on those so but then the other two were third and forever right and so when you don't win on first and second down um you know, you know that it's really hard to convert on third and uh, third and forever. And so we were really bad on third down of keeping drives alive. Um, two of them because, you know, two of them we lost because, you know, we were so bad on first and second down and two of them we lost, you know, with, with, uh, you know, I, I didn't love the design of the play on the third and two for, you know, that I, like I was the one I was talking, put Devante on the outside edge as opposed to the inside edge. Um, you know, but on the other one, they just covered it well, but, um, yeah, so, I mean, that, that's where, you know, that not not converting on third down, whether because you couldn't or because, you know, because it was too long or just because of some execution or coaching things.
6: Hey, Nick, all that having been said, you got a shot here in the fourth quarter and you got a fourth and one around midfield and uh, the quarterback sneak. I know now you've gotten a chance to really look at it. Any second thoughts on making that call in that spot?
7: You know, obviously, anytime it doesn't work the way you want it to work, you're always gonna dig, you got to drag yourself through the mud. I can't say that enough. Like you gotta you gotta just be, beat yourself up and think about everything you could have done better um, to um, to help your team win. And we all got to do that. And that's that's the signs of, of of a good team when you when you are all, when you all are doing that. Um, you know, I had conviction in the call, be, and 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 again, it wasn't it wasn't blind faith. Like we've been really good at that call and we're we're good at that call because of Jason Kelsey, because of Landon Dickerson, because of, of Isaac. Um, And it just didn't work on this particular one. Had I, had I need to do that, that call again in that same scenario, I would do it. I'd do it again. I am not convicted in the call. It didn't work out, Uh, but those are things I gotta, I gotta live with as the head coach. And I understand, I understand there that uh, when it works, it works, and when it doesn't, it's, it's going to be on me, and that's, that's part of my job. And, uh, um, but I, I believe in the guys, and I, believe, uh, I believed in the call.
6: Hey, Nick, in most games, Miles Sanders averages over five yards a carry. He had 12 carries. He averaged 5.1, only got 22 snaps, the lowest number this season. Can you explain what was going on with Miles.
7: Yeah, with Miles, you know, we, we uh, you know he was he was he was in the brace um, that now he was healthy enough to go, but we were the plan was to to his workload not to be quite as much, you know, just because of his situation that he was in, um, and so there was a little bit more of shared uh, responsibilities in that game, partly because of that and partly because we had two long we had two two minute drives, a couple two minute drives, and then two minute drives. Kenny Gainwell's our back in that particular case. Um, as far as you know, some of the carries early on. Obviously, when you get when you get behind the sticks, it's tough. Like right? we we passed the first play of the game, right? And uh, I'll keep the reasons why we passed the first play of the game here. But we always going to have a reason of why we do things um, based off of what the defense is doing. Um, we put ourselves in second and long, and in second and long, you want to try to get yourself to a manageable third down. And and sometimes it's a run play, and sometimes it's not. And that was in that particular case, it was not. Um, and and that's kind of how the a couple of those drives went in the first half. Uh, you know, the second drive we came out, hand him the ball uh, two times, and then the third time with an option to hand him the ball. Um, and you know, you know, so it was just a little bit how the game was played, um, a little bit uh, just uh, with his, you know with him uh, not being uh, he was full strength, but he just we just needed to be we just needed to be careful on, on some things with him, um, just with, with how he was feeling.
6: That makes sense. On defense, Nick, I realize they held the team to 13 points. That's always a a more than acceptable number. But 37 minutes time of possession, 20 for 24 by the passes. again, often into a soft zone. Um, Are those numbers okay for you? Do they concern you that other teams seem to be better now at controlling the ball against your defense?
7: Yeah, sure. That, that's a good question, Angela. I think the, the best way to explain the time of possession is our lack of uh, possessing the football on offense. Now, that first drive, there's a lot that goes into that first drive. They they gave us their best punch there on offense. They really did. And then our defense buttoned up the rest of the game. And now to have a nine-minute drive, that's, that's a long drive to start the game off. And that contributes to that, that uh, off-whack um, uh, time of possession. But we're, but it's the three and outs that really, really contribute to that. Um, and a tribute to them, too. They went for it on fourth and I don't know, was it five around around midfield, somewhere around midfield there? Sure. Yes. Um and, and, and they got it. So, you know, again, you know, you'd know, you want to get off the field on, on third down, um, you know, in that game, early in that game. But they did a good job of keeping it, unlike what we did. They did a good job of keeping it at third and manageable or going for it on fourth down. Um, and like I like said, after that, I just thought the defense played outstanding, uh, getting after the quarterback, as far as your question on the, um, you know, the completions, uh, you know, when a guy's holding the football and getting sacked seven times, like, of course we have great rushers and there's sometimes that those rushers go through the line of scrimmage. Like, did anyone even block those guys there? But then there's sometimes it's, it's a team game and there's sometimes where there's nowhere for the ball to get out. So in my opinion. I count sacks like that where I see it, you know, I see those as, as incompletions too. Except in fact, they're a little worse than incompletions in the sense that they lost yards and it didn't just go back to the original spot. And so, um, you know, I, I, I didn't think they, I just thought our defense, I thought our defense played an outstanding game, um, you know, with the exception of that first drive, but they get paid too. And, uh, you know, they, they did a good job on that first drive. I always got to give them credit as well. Uh, but, um, I think the defense. I think the defense played a good game.
6: All right, Nick. Two other quick ones. One is uh, now that this Giants game is so important, will that have any bearing on whether or not you play Jalen Hurts on Sunday?
7: You know, it, it, and it goes just goes back to, to Jalen being healthy enough to play. Right? It's not every game's big. I mean, shoot, the last two games were were big too. Um, and, but Jalen wasn't quite there yet to be ready to play. If Jalen's ready to play health wise. Um, then we'll play them, and you know and I, and I think yesterday especially seeing yesterday and Demar and everything like that like we we got to think of our player safety first and foremost every single time and, and regardless of the circumstances of you know this is a must win or you know this this has to happen here like that is that will, will always always be my first uh, requirement is if the player is healthy enough to play and we don't put him at risk to, to put his body in danger um, just because we want to, because we perceive it as a must win. Uh, these guys will play through anything if we allowed them to. Um, I, and I know Jalen, you know, I know Sweat's already, I, mean, I talked to Sweat yesterday, he wants to play in this game. I'm like, <laughs> I mean, it's got, these guys are awesome. I, I love these guys. And, but, you know, it, I, we're not, I'm not the expert. They're not the expert. We have to listen to the experts, and we have to always do what's best for our guys um as far as their health and that will never ever change here uh any team i ever coach
6: that's very cool about sweat uh, i'm just curious <laughs> the last thing i think this is a fan question here nick how worried are you that you're not playing the best football as the games now become so essential
7: yeah you know obviously these last two games have been um you know have been uh you want you want the parts of those games back obviously right uh and and on different sides, right, I think the special teams have been playing good for the last month and a half or so. So they're they're on the rise. I think you know the defense, um, you know, have have some game. You, you have some dips, and you always want to have that. I mean, I know you can't see me because we're on radio, but I'm 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 doing that steady rise with my hand. You always want to have that steady rise, but also understanding that there's going to be dips as long as you get back on that rise. And and all we can do is we really believe in our process of the way we go about our business. It's not just, it's not just talk. Like we are going to go back to what we're going to drag ourselves through the freaking mud and get in and say to ourselves, this is what we messed up. We are going to, we're going to, we're going to do our best to fix that. We're going to practice hard. We're going to walk through hard. We're going to meet hard. Um, and, and we're going to get back on that trajectory of, of going, of going upwards as a team. Right. Again, like there's like, like you said, like, there's been there's been dips on sides of the ball. Again, I think the special teams has been in on a steady rise. Um, I think the defense has been on a rise. They have a little dip and then they go back up. I think the offense has been on a rise. Have a little dip and now we're gonna and we're gonna keep going back up. And the way you keep going back up is about your process. And it, and and I know to the outside world, right? Is it's always about results. It's always about results. But if your process is right, right, the results will take care of itself. They didn't these last two weeks. But we know that we we will continue to get better as long as we're going about our work Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, um, you know Saturday until we play on Sunday.
6: Nick, please win on Sunday. We really want you to win. Please. <laughs>
7: <laughs> All right, Angela. We'll we'll do our best. You know that. We'll go out right. there and we'll. Uh, I can't wait to see our fans out there supporting us and um, you know we're, we'll we'll go out there and fight. I know that.
1: All right, Nick Sirianni today with Angelo and uh, really uh, putting forth a positive note at, there at the end about process over results and obviously hoping for better results moving forward. All right, coming up, Ross Tucker joins us. More calls as well. You want to react to Sirianni, please do. Also, obviously, as we've been talking about through most of the day, most of the show, the DeMar Hamlin situation and reaction to that and the birds on 94 WIPA.